Welcome to Fierce, Fun, Feminine, and Other F-Words. I'm Christine Elizabeth, and I help women unstuck themselves. This is part two to the fitness episode. In part one, we defined fitness. We found out that fitness really stems from the survival of the fittest Darwinian evolutionists, and we talked about how to find motivation or even get started from ground zero. We talked about sustainability in fitness and how to find something we love, and today we're going to unpack the rest of the definition. How do we manage stress? How do we manage endurance? How do we fend off disease? All of the rest of what fitness and the whole picture looks like. So let's get started. Hi, and welcome back. I hope you've had a chance to listen to Fitness Part 1. And in that, as I said in the intro, in that episode, we talked about what is fitness. We defined it, and we started from ground zero, meaning if you haven't even started your fitness journey yet, how do you even get there if you're tired, how to find the motivation, how to find something that you're going to love so that you stick with it. And if you haven't listened to it, I would love to encourage you to go back and listen to it because it will make more sense, the things I'm talking about today. But there's part of fitness that's not physical. And I'm going to start by reviewing the definition we worked from in in part one, because fitness is mental fitness and physical fitness, the whole picture. Survival of the fittest, if you go back to the caveman days, they also had to have the right mentality for survival, right? It wasn't just, can they beat something with a club? I'm sure there were times where they had to have that strong fight in them, that determination and perseverance. So we're going to cover that today. The definition we worked from in part one that we're going to talk about today is executing daily activities with optimal performance, endurance, and strength with the management of disease, fatigue, and stress and reduced sedentary behavior. So if you listen to part one, you already know I'm a big fan of don't be sedentary. We already know If you are sedentary, if you just sit and take in content all day on your device and you you literally just get in your car to drive to a store, get in your car to drive home, and you're a couch potato, you are shortening your lifespan. That is a proven fact. It's out there. You can Google it. Prolonged sitting shortens your life. So you need to get out and move. So survival of the fittest right there in the definition is telling you fitness is reduced sedentary behavior. That has to stop. If you want to live longer, you need to start moving. And then we talked about um, how to find the energy and the motivation. And today I want to talk about a little bit more about strength because we just talked about getting started. And this, this podcast is for women. And we need to talk about strength because as we age, we lose calcium and bone density. And strength training plays a big role in helping those bones stay strong. So you hear a lot about elderly people falling and breaking a hip, or if they break a hip, it's over, that kind of thing. Well, hip fractures aren't actually what kill you. A hip fracture, if you're 30, doesn't kill you. And if you have strong bones when you're older, stronger bones, it won't. It's the complications of the hip fracture and everything that goes with it later when you're elderly that will eventually take your life if you're not careful, if you're not fit. So I want to just make sure that you understand fitness isn't just something cardiovascular. This does hit cardiovascular, optimal performance and endurance. Endurance is cardiovascular, but it's also strength. So you need to be doing something to strengthen the muscles, not just leaning out and trying to lose weight. This is a full picture of health. So find something 
that you can lift. If you're not in a gym and you don't have weights at home, it can be something that you can handle like a a gallon of milk or a gallon of water. I have been known (laughs) to be in my parents' home on vacation. They live across the country from me and they don't have weights in their house. And I would pick up jugs of water. They had gallons of water downstairs and I would grab those things and do bicep curls, um, all different movements with these gallons. And it looks ridiculous. It's actually really difficult because the water moves and sloshes around inside the jugs. But I, I was resourceful. I found something and no, a gallon of water, if you're very fit, that's not going to be a lot of weight for you. It won't be a good challenge. Possibly it won't be heavy enough for you but it's better than nothing. So I'm in, I'm hoping that you will find something that you can grab that's better than nothing. You know what you could also do is just pick up heavy things and put them down. <laughs> if you don't have weights at home, pick up Rubbermaid containers filled with stuff. Bend your knees, pick it up, go up and down, squat down, stand up, squat back down, put it on the floor, repeat. Do it several times. That lifting is going to build strength in your muscles. So we want to talk about fitness from a whole perspective. And this definition talks about fatigue and stress as well as optimal performance with endurance and strength. It also talks about management of disease. When you are working on your fitness, and I'm talking about physical and mental fitness because that's the whole picture, you tend to have better food choices. You tend to choose things that, for lack of a better word, are better foods. And I don't want to say that there's bad food out there. I have experience with someone very close to me that struggled with an eating disorder. And I don't want to hit any of those topics right now. We'll do this in a later episode about food restriction. But there are foods that make you more tired and you know it. You know the food that makes you sleepy. You know what it is. There are things you drink that have tons of sugar in them that are not good for your pancreas. We already know that. Uh, But once you get into a fitness journey on the physical side and you start seeing progress in your body, that's when you start choosing foods that are better for you. And when you start choosing foods that are better for you and you're exercising, you're going to notice your sleep improves. Your sleep will improve automatically. Exercise and food improve food choices, the proper food choices improve sleep. So you will have less fatigue. You will have less physical fatigue because you're taking care of your body from the inside out. If you have trouble sleeping, if fatigue is a, is a problem for you, there are some things that you may be doing that you could hit pause and just do an experiment. Are you looking at a screen right before you fall asleep? How many of us sit there and scroll in bed? How many of us uh, have a light on? What if you stopped putting that device in front of your face, drop it, just give yourself a promise. I'm going to try this for two weeks and see if I sleep better. Put it on the other side of the room. It's a hard habit to break because a lot of you, that's how you fall asleep. But try it because The light from your device is keeping you awake. It's messing with your brain and it's not letting you get the full benefits of sleep and rest. You don't even fall asleep right away because you're still stimulating your brain with content. So fatigue comes from a whole bunch of different things. And that's why stress, I love stress being in this definition. 
Stress is a whole topic on itself. I don't want to talk about you know, all the, all the things that we can do to manage stress, but I will tell you if you're stressed and you're working on your fitness, go out for a walk, go do something physical. It clears your mind. Give yourself 10 minutes of something intense. I don't care if you're just running in place with high knees. It helps alleviate stress. You need to find tools to work on stress management. Now, sometimes we live with someone that brings us stress and it's really difficult. Been there. You have to get out of the house, go for a walk, do something physical to combat the stress. Because on a cellular level, your body doesn't differentiate emotional stress from physical stress. It has the same response on the inside. Did you know that? If you're crying because um, your dog died and you're totally devastated because this has been your best friend for 10 or 12 years, your body responds to that on a chemical and cellular level the same way as if you sprain an ankle. The stress is the same. So you want to combat that stress and find a way to take your mind into something a little different and challenge yourself physically. That is a way, one tool, using fitness to help your mental fitness. Use physical fitness to help your mental fitness. At top peak fitness, you're going to have stress. Stress is never going to leave. Olympic athletes have stress, and they are fit, right? It's how we manage our stress that sets us apart, that takes us on the path forward. If you feel like you don't have good stress management tools, but you have a lot of stress in your life, It's on you. It's not on the issues and the people or the situations that are causing stress. It is on you to figure out how to manage that stress. And that's a whole other episode. (laughs) But that is a piece of having great fitness. You have to be able to manage these things. If a caveman way back millions of years ago was stressed out all the time, tired, fatigued all the time, he probably wasn't going to do a good job protecting his family and his people, right? You want to make sure that you are putting your best, healthiest, strongest foot forward to protect you, to take care of whoever is in your life, to take care of yourself. This whole thing is on you. So we're going to start from a review from episode one. You need to get started moving your body. Get physical. We're not looking at a number on a scale. We're not looking at a clothing size. We're just talking about finding something we love doing so that we do it all the time, so that we want to move. And your body does eventually get to the point where it wants movement. So if you're a sedentary person and it's hard for you to believe because it is counterintuitive, I'm so tired, I don't want to work out. And then once you work out, you have energy. It works like that. Uh, You will feel better. So we're going to get moving. We're going to find something we love to do, and we're not going to give up because we couldn't find it right away. We're going to figure out what stressors are in our life, and we're going to learn how to manage them. Just going to leave that there. We're going to figure out what foods make us tired and what foods give us energy, and we're going to eat for our fitness. We're going to eat for how we want to feel, not how we feel at the moment, and we're going to Work on our sleep by putting away devices and allowing our body to just shut down and rest. 
That's not easy for a lot of you, and I get it. I know that some of you are on the hamster wheel and anxiety and all of those other things, but I'm talking about doing what you can with what you have to try it. So try two weeks without your phone and see if it makes a difference. I would love to hear if there's any change in your sleep. By the way, stress and fatigue are related, and you know that. You know that if you are living with someone who is stressing you to the max, you're mentally exhausted. They work hand in hand. So fatigue isn't just from lack of rest and proper sleep or good sleep. It's because of the stress in our life. So a fit person, if you want to have your ideal fitness, has to learn stress management so that you aren't as tired. You have to work on these things if you want to get your best fitness. The last component from our fitness definition that we have not discussed is the management of disease. But if you think about everything we have discussed, from not being sedentary to movement, to food choices, to stress management and fatigue management, all of those things, if managed properly, will give your body what it needs to fight and fend off disease. On the flip side, if you're sedentary, if you're not paying attention to the foods you're giving your body, if you're chronically stressed and chronically tired, you are more susceptible to illness. That's not fitness. Fitness is all of these pieces together and they all work toward taking you in a healthier direction. I hope you've found these two episodes inspiring and helpful maybe even igniting some motivation if you've been sedentary to get out there and work on your fitness. Girl, if if you're that person, I would come get you out of your chair right now and take you for a walk if I could. I would talk to you about your stress. I would love to be able to equip you with more tools, but I'm stuck behind this microphone and I have so much more I want to give. I hope you can hear in my voice that I know 100% you have what it takes. You can do it. It takes some discipline. Find a buddy. Find someone to make you stay accountable. But you can do it. It's in you. I'm so glad that you spent this time with me today. Until next time, talk soon. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use it as medical advice to treat any medical condition in yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. I'm so thankful and grateful that you spent this time with me. Until next time, have a fierce, fun, feminine, fit, and fabulous day. Talk soon.